0: idea how accurate that clap was because my silly brain was like, you're gonna tab out as soon as it's about to hit 25 or 35 or whatever.
1: Just seeing disaster in the making?
0: Yeah, no, I, I love editing disasters. Uh, so it has been two weeks since we recorded. Um, we took that like week off just because I, I figured it was probably a good idea and also my friend was coming in. And I didn't want to, like, record on the day she was coming in.
1: Also, I literally would not have been able to record anyway. I was (laughs) horribly, horribly sick.
0: Yeah, and then last week, uh, we ended up just being... I ended up being, like, extremely fucking busy. Um, When I was at work on, like, Monday, the day that I was, like... uh, That I normally, like, edit... I was like, what if I just, like, recorded an impromptu, like, little acoustic guitar song, being like, there's no bleach this week, you know, that sort of thing. Not, like, obviously I'm not actually singing. I've said this before, I can sing, I just don't really do it on the show, because I I get nervous. Uh, But, like, I I thought it would have been funny to record a little song. I didn't do it, though, um, because, as it turns out, now I'm sick. (laughs) Um, And it's very funny, because I took wednesday off uh like i took wednesday off work because like it was my partner's birthday uh and like i had had that day scheduled off for like over a month so i was gonna take that day off no matter what but then halfway through the day i'm like hmm my throat sure is sore and i'm like i hope this doesn't last and then i wake up at 4 a.m on uh thursday and and I'm like, okay, well, I, I should probably get ready to go to work. And then I get up and like I try to swallow and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's not happening. That's definitely not happening. Um And it, it's just like, I wouldn't be concerned about it if the timing didn't line up so perfectly that it was like I was already taking a day off and then I'm sick. And it's just like, I wonder if my work thinks that I'm like faking this. So I have like... A week off work, which is not the case because I am sick. It's just like, God, the timing could not have been worse.
1: Rip, 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 rip,
0: rip, rip, indeed, rip, indeed. Um, aside from that, uh, the only tragedy happening this week is that I am drinking, currently drinking my last thing of Elden Ring G fuel. Um, And I only got Elden Ring G Fuel because it was Elden Ring G Fuel. And I was like, okay, well, I have to know what the Crimson Tears taste like. And it turns out it's Um, pear-flavored. That being said, this is my last bit of it, and I'm very sad.
1: I do want to apologize to future editor you, because right before I sat down to... um, So I've had my my windows open today because it's, like, nice down, down to a balmy, like... 80 degrees-ish, after two days of 90 to 95, just fucking melting in hell. But right as I was about to sit down, there's a fucking 16-wheeler that pulled up next to my apartment, <laughs> and it's getting refueled at the gas station, and it's just... I'm seeing the... <laughs> I'm seeing the waves. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well... I mean,
0: it, it, it should be fine. It should be fine. Yeah, like... I mean, honestly, like, with my normal, like, Audacity cleanup process, which I, I know I keep saying we need to switch off Audacity, I, I know I keep saying this, I, I agree with myself, I just have not gotten there yet, because Pro Tools is $35 a month, and that is $35 a month I do not have to, like, spend willy-nilly unless I actually have, like, a base and an XLR microphone so that I can use it, like, well Mm -hmm. because, like, currently the only thing I can actually record with it with the audio interface I have is, like, just my guitar, and that's fine and all, but, like, I I need more so I can actually utilize Pro Tools and learn how to use it properly for recording stuff and do that. But anyway, with my normal Audacity, like, cleanup process, like, that's probably just going to get noise reduced, and it will probably just be fine. Um, I did notice um and I, I will not specify which network we, we didn't get in, to be clear, Sam. I realize I didn't mention that. We didn't get in, but they enjoyed listening to our show. Um I I did pitch our show to a podcast network. Um and I because I suddenly got anxiety after like being like, Here are the three episodes I think you should listen to. I, I got sudden anxiety after, like, sending those three episodes. At work, I was like, well, I have to listen to these episodes to make sure my show's not, like, complete garbage. Um, But I also just, like, listened to our most recent episode, the uh, Diamond Dust Rebellion one. And I, I noticed that, like, somewhere halfway in, there's, like, a brief minor amount of echo coming from Quinn. Uh, and it, it was... Totally on my end, because, like, I've been wearing open-back headphones when we record, which is not what I should be doing. I'm wearing closed-backs now. But even though I'm sure it didn't bother anyone that much, I am sorry that was in last week's episode. (laughs) That should not happen again. I will be much more vigilant.
1: The actual important part of this entire segment, I think, is learning that you picked three episodes to be, these are the best episodes that represent our show, but you didn't listen to them beforehand. Yes, I really like that. Thank you.
0: You're you're welcome. But also it, the one of the episodes I none of the episodes I sent in uh were the uh were the one I just mentioned with the echo problem. None of them were that. Cuz I didn't want to just be like here's our most recent episode. It was really good. Um no, the uh episodes I sent in, I sent in our season 3 finale. Uh, because I remembered really enjoying that one, and I thought we had some, like, good discussion about, uh, Bleach as a whole in that. Uh, I also sent in our first movie episode, because I felt like that was one of our best ones, uh, and, like, obviously for the last, like, 30 minutes of that episode, we, like, had a very long conversation about the politics of Bleach, um, which I felt was, like, really well-suited to what we do. Um, and then the next episode was literally the, the episode right after the movie episode, where we talked about Hitsugaya playing soccer and Ikaku doing kendo. And it was purely because we loved those episodes. So <laughs> that, that's why I picked that one. Yeah,
1: yeah for, for the record, I don't think it's a problem. I just think it's really funny.
0: Oh, it's incredibly funny. It's, it's it's very me, very... Oh, I listened to these episodes when I edited, at two times speed. So, like... No, it's, it's incredibly funny. Um, God. Uh, we should probably go ahead and get into the show. I, I realize we've only been, like, actually talking for, like, seven... Well, ten minutes since clapping. Uh, I have been recording for 22 minutes, so... I just hit 25. This is It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. And I'm your co-host, Sam. So, I'll, I'll be honest with with everyone, and I told Sam I was going to include this disclaimer uh, beforehand. I have been extremely Guilty Gear pilled since getting sick. I have not been doing much besides playing Guilty Gear Strive uh, and watching the story mode of Guilty Gear Exard. With that being said, a lot of my summary, uh, is just making fun of Ichigo for not realizing, like, he doesn't have frame advantage. Uh, and I, I, it's definitely shorter than usual. It's like 800 words, but also not a lot happened in my episode. Um, that being said, Sam, I, I tried my fucking best to focus on your episode, and I, I feel like I caught the major beats of it. Uh, it did, however, coincide with one of my cats being a nuisance the entire time, uh, and thus a lot of it did slip off my brain, so a lot of it's gonna come as a surprise to me, or at least any significant things I didn't
1: notice. On the flip side, your episode, I wrote my notes three weeks ago, and I was a different man then. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, if Who knows how much of this I remember?
0: I feel like this is really setting us up to be in town for a good a good podcast. One last thing before we hop into discussing the episodes. After this season, we are going into our next filler season, which we've we've come up with like fun names for filler seasons in the past, mainly Bount Town. But I feel like we're about to arrive in new Captain City. Does that sound right? Does New Captain City sound right to you? Mm. I'll
1: wait until we actually watch the season. That's fair, that's fair.
0: Without further ado, though, let's get into episode 152 Ichigo Strikes Back. This is my Bankai. The fight between Dordoni and Ichigo continues, with Dordoni telling Ichigo not to judge people by their appearance. He is now in released form and has a bunch of weird tornado serpents coming from his feet, so obviously he's plus on block most of the time and laughing maniacally about it. Meanwhile, Renji is surprised to be being followed by Dondachaka through his chosen hallway, and Dondachaka here is so fucking worried about Nell since she went after Ichigo, but there's like this back and forth with like Renji yelling at him to say that like, Nell is safe with Ichigo, but is like, no, that's not it, that's not it. If we don't find Nell quickly, she'll- and then Renji starts running faster, because is just, like, freaking out and chasing him, and kind of scaring Renji. <laughs> but Renji's like, you need to turn back, and the chase just kind of continues as Dordone just zones the hell out of Ichigo. This whole bit is very funny. I, I really like watching uh Dondeshaka just, like, freak the fuck out, and Renji be like, what? No, please, stop, stop running, stop chasing me, please, oh dear god.
1: Yeah, they're basically going, like, why are you running? I'm running because you're chasing me, why are you chasing me? I'm ch- chasing you because you're running. <laughs> it is exactly that. It is
0: it is really good comedy, I, I appreciate Dondeshaka so much. In the fight, the tornado serpents are proving to be too much, and Dordoni is just, like, egging Ichigo on to try and get him to use his Bankai. Uh, at some point, Ichigo's held in the air by one of the serpents, and then Ichigo, like, uses Getsugatensho to cut through it, but Dordone's unfazed. Nell worries from the sidelines, while Dordoni tells Ichigo that he has no chance of winning as the serpent regenerates. Why the fuck are these serpents plus on block? Don't ask me. Ask TK Kubo. Dordoni grabs Ichigo by the collar, telling him using his released state isn't easy for him, either. So just show him the fucking Bankai, Ichigo. Ichigo is now held in the air by both tornado serpents, and Ichigo flash steps out, but he just doesn't fucking understand how frame advantage works, and Dordoni just launches a Sarah at him. It seemingly hits, but the screen fades to white and cuts to Nell eating the entire thing with her mouth. She just, like, Sucks it up and swallows
1: it. <laughs> it is really funny to see now, like, she, she's doing the, like, piccolo T-posing, b- blocking the beam thing, but at the same time, she's like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's really good. I, I think the animation here is pretty solid. Um... I do think it is very funny just how much of this episode is Dordone being like, show me your Bankai, and Ichigo being like, no. And this just repeating for, like, ten minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, Dordone's just like, show me the fuck- I'm trying to fight you and be serious, like, show me the fucking Bankai. And she goes like, I told you, if I have to use my Bankai against chumps who aren't in the Espada, I'm fucked. I'm not doing my Bankai. <laughs>
0: It's it's so it's very Ichigo but also like come on man just show him the bankai <laughs> like we all want to see your bankai Tite Kubo knows we want to see your bankai like just do it just do it um Ichigo like picks up Nell and asks if she's okay or actually he doesn't pick up Nell yet uh but he does ask if she's okay and she kind of like Looks as if she's like about to throw up or something, and then she opens her mouth, and the saro just launches right back at Dordoni. <laughs> um, and she like exhaustedly tells Dordoni not to be mean to Ichigo. Uh but then she like gets hit with another saro blast for a hard knockdown because Dordoni is the only one here who understands anything about fighting games. Dordoni is a bit bloodied, but now he's just annoyed. Finally, though, Ichigo just kind of says, fine, and he uses Bankai and lands a hit. Nell's a little hurt and coughing, and Ichigo picks her up and apologizes to her, telling her that he thought to fight on the same level as the Espada, he needed to save his Bankai for tougher opponents. There comments on this saying that it's, like, admirable in a way, uh, it's important for those who want strength to restrain themselves. But Ichigo says it's not worth his friends getting hurt over. Uh Dordone calls this sweet as chocolate. And he comments on how Ichigo uses strength as a method of protecting his friends. But he also knows about Ichigo's hollow form. Since, you know, in classic Bleach character fashion, he's
1: read all of the records. Just fucking all of them. See... This is a classic problem that like the problem that Ichigo has is a classic problem for a JRPG player who's starting to play fighting games where you don't want to use up your inventory, but really the lesson he needs to learn is that you can build that meter back up. If you you yeah. have to use the meter once you when you can get the damage.
0: <laughs> like like that meter goes away at the end of round 1. Like you lose the round, you lose that meter. It it come, like you can build that back up round 2. Um like your burst yeah sure burst like that that you just have to build back up that doesn't come right back like you have to build that back round two but his meter no like you need to use your super ichigo use your dragon install come on but you know Dordoni's just out here he's read the entire fucking wiki. he knows all of the frame data he he knows everything. Uh, he's got his combos down to a T and you know he's really studied for this matchup. Dordoni keeps up the attacks, his pressure. He tells Ichigo he wants to see his full power as he goes after Nell, who is now being held by Ichigo still. This of course angers the boy, but Dordoni explains his goal of fighting Ichigo at full strength, meaning that he's going after Nell specifically. I do like that Dordoni just like goes, Hey, in case you didn't catch on from the way I just attacked Nell and not you, I'm going after her.
1: Like, that that's what's happening here. I'm going after her. Yeah, he's like, hey, that wasn't, like, when I cut her cheek trying to attack you in the back right now, that wasn't a mistake, where I was trying to hit you and hit her by accident. I'm fucking targeting her, and if you don't do the thing I'm asking you to, I will kill her. Yeah,
0: it's good. I, I like, it's funny that he explains this, but it's also good that he's like, I am expressing my intent, and, you know, if you don't... Show me your full power. I'm just gonna fucking go all out on her. I'm just gonna kill her. Ichigo asks if he has any shame, and is like, of course I do. I'm ashamed not to be fighting you at full power. Now fucking go hollow, bitch boy.
1: He's like, do you have an idea how humiliating it would be if I ended up losing this fight and you weren't even at full strength? I used to be a fucking espada.
0: It's so funny. Like, I- I do really appreciate that during this whole fight, like it, it's a fun fight. Like I enjoy watching it, but also it's just nice that it like, it cuts the tension with like bits of comedy like this, even if it's not like fully intentional. Uh, cause like this bit doesn't feel like a joke to me. It just feels like Kubo's like trying to be like, all right, Dordoni, he just really wants to fight Ichigo at full power, whatever. But like, because of how we've seen Dordoni act, it's just like it reads as kind of funny, and that's it makes the fight very fun to watch. Ichigo finally here just says, Fine. And he puts Nell down and tells her to step back. Uh, he says he won't let anything pass him, and then dark energy flows towards him as he calls forth the mask. Dordoni smiles and laughs, basking in the spiritual pressure and ecstatic to be fighting such a powerful enemy. Ichigo takes no time in cutting him down. He Like, it, it is, like, instant. He just, like, instantly cuts down Dordoni's chest. And then he removes the mask, and he's like, Sorry, I told you it only lasts an instant. And then Dordoni falls. Um, Dordoni thinks to Aizen, acquiring the Hogyoku, and knowing it would make the former Espada useless. Despite this, he's still stuck with Aizen, he then wakes up to Nell drooling on him, and Dordoni freaks the fuck out.
1: I do want to give- a, I just want to give a, a warning to sensitive listeners. Uh, there is an MNO phobia warning for this scene. Oh, 100%. Um, I, I was planning on including that too, but
0: I appreciate you being on the ball with that. Um. So, like, just a, a quick gross shit warning- uh, like, if you don't want to hear some gross shit, just skip ahead, like, 10-15 seconds, and we'll be done talking about this specific thing. Dordoni freaks out, Ichigo says Nell's drool has healing properties, and she displays this by squeezing her uvula and causing herself to vomit, claiming it's just a lot of saliva. Uh, there's a slight back and forth between her and Dordoni about this, but then we cut to Dordoni back on the ground. He talks about his confidence in Ichigo's strength, but Ichigo says he's not all that strong. Ichigo meaning himself, not Dordoni, to be clear. Uh, Dordoni says he had hoped to become an espada again, Lord Aizen's faithful servant, but Aizen probably only views the espada as tools to fight. Even so, those who have stood at the top never forget the view. He thought that if he defeated Ichigo, he'd be acknowledged as worthy of being an espada, and his feelings haven't changed as he gets back up and pulls a blade. Uh, Ichigo tells him to stop since his wounds aren't recovered enough to fight, but Dordoni doesn't give a shit and he lunges, ending the episode. Overall, like it, it, it's a fight episode, like it's it's mainly just the fight, but it's not like a bad fight episode. Like I enjoyed watching it. I I like Dordoni. I think he's fun.
1: Yeah, Dordoni's been a pretty fun character. I end up liking him more and more as like the next episode goes on, and then like. Next episode gives more context for what he's doing in this episode, so it's like, I like him in this episode, and I like him- I like what he's doing in this episode more after next episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can agree with that. Like, I do think, like, obviously we'll get into next episode, I do think some of the stuff he does in next episode feels kind of sudden, but, like, uh, I, I do like him. I, I really like Dortoni. I think he's a very fun villain. I, I would argue, like- Outside of the main Espada, I think he is probably the most fun I have had with an car so far. Which sounds like a really low bar, but, like, I don't know, is just a fun guy. I, I like him, I like that he, like, frequently shifts between, like, being, like, frantic, and, like, we've talked about his, like, voice actor being really good, and, like, shifting from these high-pitched, like, freaky freaking out moments to Nino, <laughs> like, that sort of thing. Like,
1: I don't know, he's just fun. What was the post-credits bit in the manga like this time, Sam? So Hitsugaya, Ukitake, and Kyoraku are all talking about, like, all the groups that are going to go on the mission to move the royal seal, you know, from the movie. If you want to hear more about the seal, go listen to our last episode. I'm sorry, do you mean the Owen? No, I don't. I mean the king's <laughs> seal. <laughs> So, Hitsugaya's like, okay, but why are there only three of us? What's happening? So, they're like, okay. Squads 1 and 4, it's commanded to healing, so obviously they're not going to go on the front lines. You know, makes sense. 3, 5, and 9, those captains are absent. That's like the Aizen crew. So, those squads aren't coming. Uh, Soifon's squad isn't, ha- isn't going on it because it's not a secret mission. And they're not interested. Squad 7 won't, because is just, like, walking around without his mask now, but he, do- he still doesn't want to show his face to the public. So, <laughs> he's not going out. And then, 11 and 12 are like, alright, could you imagine Kempachi and or Mayuri <laughs> being a bodyguard? Uh, eh, No no chance in hell. Fuck that. So that leaves these three and Squad 6. But Byakia said he had to take care of the carpet at his house, and we just see him, like, tossing food in the pond. <laughs> it's <laughs> guys like i hate him so much <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really good bit honestly i liked this one a lot yeah uh nothing much on the manga no it's like pretty much everything happens about the same way uh the only thing is the episode like there there is a the chapter break like the manga chapter break is dodoni like falls down slash defeated and then the bit where it starts his uh his like quick flashback that's the start of a chapter and the part where he attacks and where the episode ends that's the middle of a chapter
0: (laughs) okay i i think the pacing on that feels a bit better to me just because like i don't know i'm i'm a big fan of like weekly manga when they show a character getting like just like killed or something and then the next episode being like here's some really sad backstory or not the next episode, the next chapter being like, here's some sad backstory about that character or something. Like, I I, I like it when manga does that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, pacing wise, I think that feels better. But like, I I still liked this episode. I, I I had a good time with it.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's cut the break.
1: Let's cut the break. Let's get right back into it with episode 153, The Devilish Research, Sizil Aporo's... Saisal plan.
0: I have no idea. Like, hold on, let me... I, I'm googling right now how to pronounce... Because I feel like we've had this discussion before, but I, I feel like it's important that we know how the fuck to pronounce this
1: name. Is it... Is it... That man deserves no rights.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm really appreciating that, uh... <laughs> I, I went on Reddit, because that was the one that seemed like it might actually have an answer. Um, the post is now deleted by the user and removed. However, um, like on Google it said it was like, how do you say this name? Uh, and... <laughs> the first two comments were just, well, I always say Xyloporo, just spelt as it's spelt with no
1: pronunciation
0: guide. And then the next <laughs> one was just, huh, I've always said Xyloporo the same fucking
1: way. <laughs> God, that is, that is a pretty good goof. But anyway, we begin the episode with the aftermath of Dordani's assault. Ichigo barely looks back. They did the run past each other, and there's a flash. Of action. Ichigo barely looks back and then he runs into the hallway while Dordoni, holding a broken sword, greets a group of skull faced Ironcar who just like suddenly appear. He calls them the Execias, and then he blocks their path when their leader says, Hey, they've been ordered to hunt down the wounded intruders. Dordoni goes to having a whole lot of interiority and a bunch of thoughts here where he's telling himself, Oh, yeah, it's a good thing that I attacked Ichigo because if I didn't, these guys would have shown up and Ichigo would have still gotten here and that would have been bad. And the, and so he's like, okay, clearly Dordoni is like on the side of Ichigo here and the only reason he was attacking him was to get Ichigo to like get a move on. Uh, but at the same time, Ichigo did use his Hollow mask power again in that exchange and he didn't have to. Like he could have just easily beaten Dordoni in that last exchange, but he activated this Hollow mask even though it exhausts him like out of respect and Dordoni's like fuck he's so noble <laughs> goddamn
0: <laughs> ah good old D- Dordoni yeah no my i i like this bit my only thing is it feels incredibly sudden that like he goes from ah, i am attacking you Ichigo to ah i am protecting you Ichigo
1: <laughs> yeah well in a sense uh, cuz w- the way that i read this whole thing is that it colors the way that Dordoni's been acting this entire fight because he instead of trying to kill Ichigo, he's been telling Ichigo, hey, uh, like, just fucking go at your maximum and fucking kill me. Um, and in, hi- in here, he has a lot of thoughts towards Ichigo where he's like telling him he needs to be ruthless, he needs to kill his opponents instead of helping them, uh, he needs to go all out from the start if he wants to have any chance of survival. And my, my read on this is that the reason why he's trying to get Ichigo to use his Bankai and his Hollow Mask form like, early, is because he wants Ichigo to, like, get used to doing that. Because if he me- if he meets up with a higher-level Espada, um, and he tries to fight them without... Like, if he tries to fight them without his power-up forms, he's going to die before he even realizes that he needs them. And that's the whole... Th- that's the thing that Dordoni was trying to, like, get Ichigo to do this entire time. While playing up the, haha, I am a mustache-twirling villain, you must defeat me to move on.
0: Uh, well, I, I think the thing here is that Kubo's always saying this. He's always saying you need to be ruthless to uh, defeat your enemies. And the thing is, Ichigo's not really about that life. Yeah. So, like, I, I do see what you're saying. Um, I, I agree with you. That, that does color this fight in a different way. And I, I do like it more. I, like, I didn't dislike it, but I like it more now. But, I don't know, like, it it, it does kind of fit into the theming of, like, Ichigo as a character overall a bit better, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, I think Ichigo is, like, still in the right to do the things the way he's doing. It's just this, like, this is Dordoni's goal slash plan. That doesn't mean he's right about it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we cut to glimpses of Chad and Ishida, who are each out of breath fighting their own Privaron Spada. And then we go to Eisen, who's being told of Dordoni's defeat, and mostly is like, "Damn, I thought he would have killed that bitch faster." <laughs> He's so rude. I,
0: he is very rude. I do feel the need to say, like, I have completely forgotten in the like two weeks we haven't done this show, or I guess this is coming up on the third week. I had completely forgotten whether or not these two like Priveron Espada like, had actually shown up in the show or not yet. So when Uryu and Chad were just already fighting, I was just like, oh, okay, we're just here.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, they they showed up previously about as much as they show up in this scene. Like, that's... Okay. Like, we, we have seen, like, cutaways to Chad and Ishida, like, walking into the room and seeing them, and then it cuts away, and that's kind of all we've had so far. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Uh,
0: well, I will say unrelated it has been six minutes and the rain has not stopped so microsoft was fucking wrong
1: i can't believe a weather network app was wrong about when the rain would stop i know i'm refreshing it to see if it says
0: it'll stop soon it says rain stopping in one minute yeah uh, sure i believe that totally
1: anyway so there is another thing that there is another thing that like Eisen's like thinking about because he's releasing his most intense spiritual pressure which is almost like murdering the fucking messenger guy and he's like hey um whomst the fuck sent out the execius when i told everyone to chill and let and let the intruders like walk up to them the grunt giving the report is saved when a pink-haired twink shows up and says hey that was me <laughs> sayo he apologizes for his transgressions and Eisen's left aizen like Says, oh, okay, if, as long as you had a reason, it's fine. But don't fucking hide anything from me. Oh, also, did the spiritual records that you got from the Dordoni fight, like, do anything? And, like, him mentioning this. Like, Sayo Lepore was like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Aizen. Like, please punish me. Like, I'm sorry for going against a word. And then he turns around and he's got, like, the biggest shit-eating grin. He's like, haha, I am the mastermind. But as soon as Aizen's like, oh, this is the thing that you were doing, right? He's just like, wait, oh shit, oh fuck. <laughs> So the the
0: the thing to take away from all of this is that Xalopora, which is the correct way to pronounce the name from what I'm seeing, he's a freak. He's a little freak.
1: He is just a little freak. He thinks he's smart and Aizen's like three steps ahead. I think that's the yes. important things. And Gin also chimes in. He's like, hey, Aizen, like, it looks like you're having fun slash enjoying the fact that your subordinate got killed. And he's like, mm, maybe I am. Who could say? Ah, uh, classic Eisen! Classic Eisen! Classic Eisen! Uh, back with Ishida, he's running around a room filled with giant red pillars, dodging the attacks of an Arancar wielding a, combi- a combination BDSM whip and yo-yo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really is a BDSM yo-yo, which is the weirdest shit. But you know what? What are you gonna do? It even here says uh, she launches her yo-yo like toe at her opponent, her opponent. Which I don't know. Cureos are cool, I guess.
1: Yeah, she does the like very typical, like holding the handle and then tugging on the whip thing to make it snap. That is anime shorthand for this is a femdom. Like,
0: <laughs> yes, she is extremely like high fem goth
1: dominatrix coded, uh, and you know I'm here for it. <laughs> Which honestly, given that she's dressed in white, kind of impressive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, she nails the look, and, like, honestly, like, I'm here for it. Like, let her be a girl boss, come on.
1: We don't get a ton of them, however, because we immediately cut back to Don T'Chaka and Reggie, where the former is just, like, carrying the ladder, and he's running around until he eventually falls and, like, pile-drives him into the stone.
0: So, y- you know how I mentioned right when we started recording... That uh, my attention was, like, split this episode because Muppet was being, like, an absolute nuisance. Mm-hmm. So my attention was drawn immediately back to this episode upon the noise that dondachaka made <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> like, I snapped right back to the laptop. I was like, what is happening?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just doing, like, a real weird, like, low, repeating wailing noise. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. The back and forth between them is pretty fun, but it basically comes down to when Dondochaka, like, felt Nell's spirit pressure, he entered a sort of fugue state, and then he just grabbed Renji and started running. But as they argue, he realizes, oh, fuck, Pesce's gone. (laughs) And there's this really great bit where Renji's like, he wasn't with us from the start. Like, he was never here. And Dondochaka's like, he was a ghost this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there never was a Pesce! <laughs> like,
0: goddammit. I love this dumb idiot. I love him so much.
1: <laughs> Over with Ishida, we he's just like calmly dodging his opponent's straightforward attacks and hiding behind pillars while taking his own little pot shots. Eventually, he comes to the conclusion that he just needs to send a bunch of curved shots and bank shots to really fuck with her, because uh, she can only attack in a straight line. And slowly he's he's forcing her to spend more and more time on defense instead of attacking. And overall, like I really like this se- this segment. Other than like Ishida going, even if she is in a wrong car as a woman, her attacks are light. Which what the fuck is get the get the hell out of here? Like oh uh, thanks kubo except for that bit there's like this really cool little segment where he's running and dodging attacks and every so often he does a little hop he shoots an arrow or two backwards and then he lands and keeps running like it's cool strategic i have to time and target my attacks precisely like fighting which is like that's the thing that i like ishida doing that like that's the thing that i complained in his previous fight that he wasn't doing at all unfortunately once he starts once the room has started to get like cleared by a lot of pillars from both of their attacks she shows off that, oh yeah, her weapon can absolutely attack in in stuff that's not a straight line. It's just that it was really a bother to do it while the room was so crowded with pillars. Now that Ishida's destroyed a ton of them, though, she's free to just completely hunt him down. She gets her weapon close enough to Ishida that he has to use his bow to block it, uh, but it pushes through and slices his shoulder, while a single glowing eye looks on from the shadows. Ooh, spooky.
0: We love it when shadows just, like, show up and are really spooky, you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, is
1: this a is this a friend? Is this an enemy? Who can say?
0: Is this Zato from Guilty Gear?
1: Boo!
2: <laughs>
0: Hi, Muppet. <laughs> you you don't have to. I'm I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna sit while you deal with Muppet for a little while, then almost spat out my water. <laughs>
0: Muppet, you don't you don't need to get on my shoulder. You're fine. <laughs> okay.
1: Muppet appears to disagree.
0: <laughs> she she has this habit of like not trying to get on you, but trying to get in you. Um, and what I mean by that is she just has this really big urge to burrow. Um, and she doesn't like scratch you like on purpose or anything like that, but she just like. She picks a spot she wants to go and just does it. And, I don't know, she she is ridiculous, and she will yell the whole time, Muppet, can you please be quiet?
1: (laughs) I was about to say, (laughs) well, that seems to have worked, but obviously not.
0: Yeah, no, I think she wants outside, but uh, she is not going outside. Okay, I think we're okay. We good? I think
1: so. Uh, So at the tail end of this episode, we've got Rukia, who's just running up a staircase. She feels her friend's Ryatsu's. She's like, oh, they're fluctuating. Maybe, no, I have to stop worrying about them. I gotta focus on me. Just concentrate. Don't let yourself get got. And she ends up in an area with a bright blue sky and several buildings. And she wonders, hey, what the fuck is happening? And then there's an espada with a huge, like, vertical mask on his head that shows up behind her just to say, Shall I tell you? Follow me. So she follows him.
0: In, like, the weirdest baby voice he can manage. Yeah, it's like,
2: Shall I tell you? Follow me.
1: (laughs) And she's like, um, all right. So she follows him into like a huge dark room and he explains that he can't stand sunlight, and then he removes his mask, calling himself Aroniero Arurueris. Espada number nine. And he's got Cayenne's face. Dun 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 dun, dun. Credits.
0: <laughs> I I was not expecting this to come up this early. I I thought we still had like a whole nother season before this happened, somehow
1: yeah i was pretty sure this was a later reveal too i was like wait
0: yeah like it's so sudden because i i I felt like when i was like going through bleach for the first time i felt like there was like a lot more build up of like okay who the fuck's this erin guy like who the fuck is that who what is under the mask what's going on um, but no, he's, like, shown up, like, once in the entire series up to this point. Maybe twice, I feel like. Yeah,
1: well, you see him, and then he's you like, only see him when, they, when all of the Espada are around the table. So it's like, okay, well, he's had literally no lines, no one's, like, talked to him, he's had no conversations, he's just a dude with a weird mask.
0: And then he shows up with, like, fucking baby voice, and he's like, haha, follow me! And then he, like takes Rikia into the dark room and pulls off the mask and he's like yo what's up it's me your boy Aaron Nero and I look like Kyan and I'm like okay um just in case uh anybody who listens to the show but has not really watched Bleach does not fucking remember Kyan is um Riki like ex-captain right
1: vice-captain he's the he's the vice-captain who still hasn't been replaced He's the guy that Rukia, like, uh, blames herself for his death, and also he has the same face as Ichigo. He's got different colored yes, hair, he, but he, he had, like, Ichigo's face. He
0: looks like Ichigo, but with black hair. Um, and a mullet. So, like, and a mullet, yes. Um, so, yes, th- this is Kayan. He's, he's here, or I guess Aaron Nero. I forget exactly what the deal is here. But uh, yeah, that this is the big reveal, I guess, of this character we've seen like three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like literally, when this happened, I was just like, "What? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure."
1: And that's basically it for the episode. Uh, you know, next episode's gonna have a lot more on this. I think the next episode is mostly about this. So you know, we'll see what uh, okay. we'll see what his deal is next week. Presumably.
0: I'm I'm really really hoping that uh, this fight is better than I remember because I remember it really sucking for Rukia and I'm really hoping that's not the case.
1: Yeah, I would go so far as to say that a lot of our early God, I hope this part doesn't suck for Rukia. Oh my God, this is actually really good, like Rukia stuff for the first like several seasons was because we were thinking of this fight so. Both, both of us are, like, I, I would agree. kind of apprehensive about the next bit. Um, yeah,
0: like, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll uh, hopefully it's good. I, I, I'm i not looking at the wiki page because I don't want to, like, get spoiled on it. I want to, like, go into it and not know. Um, I'm hoping not to be disappointed.
1: Yeah. It's like, I remember lore, but not how it happens. And I think... Maybe this time like like a lot of season one, for example, I'm hoping that this is just like something that I go to and I'm like, actually this was really fucking good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, I think Bleach as a whole has like surprised us in some ways with things we remember being really bad actually not being all that bad or being good actually. Like I I don't feel that way about like a lot of the Orihime stuff. Like her whole capture stuff Not really into it, uh, but, like, some of the stuff that has been here with her being, like, a hostage, basically, has been good. Um, but not all of it, uh, but we'll- we'll see. We'll see how this goes.
1: Mm. Hi, (laughs) Mop. Do you mind? Muppet, we only have, like, five minutes to go. Please, Muppet, just chill. You don't need to get on my shoulder. Okay. So what was the manga and the post-credits bit like this time, Sam? So the post-credits bit is a continuation of the previous one, where they're preparing for the King Seal transportation. And we learned that the morning of, uh, Squad 8 isn't coming, because because they were given, like, a Tier 1 assignment. They had a huge drinking party to celebrate, and all of them are just way too hungover. (laughs) Which I thought was really good. (laughs) It was pretty, pretty good, yeah. And then Ukitake is like, so I guess it's just you and be, <laughs> and then he succumbs to his anime disease and collapses. So he's gotta sit out and his squad is taking care of him, and that means only Squad 10 can go. Rip, 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 rip.
0: This this bit made me lose my shit, honestly. Like, I, I was really into this one. I thought it was really good. Then they're like, alright, well, we gotta prep for this movie. Squad 10, you're ready. Squ- <laughs> alright, Squad 8's also ready. Wait, no,
1: I am dying of anime disease. <laughs> it, very good. Very, very good. Yeah, uh, as far as the manga goes, it is actually really funny because the manga goes from... You know how there's a bit where uh, the Car I think we still haven't gotten her name. Uh, she's attacking Udiu and calling his clothes funny, right? And then uh-huh. we kind of get the whole like, okay, her att- her weapon only attacks in straight lines, yada yada yada. And then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of fighting, there's a bunch of running around, there's like the turnaround, more fighting. It goes directly from, "Hey fucker, your clothes are funny," to the bit where he's blocking with his bow. <laughs> oh wow! It just cuts out like this entire episode. <laughs>
0: I, I'm also looking at the chapters that this episode covers, and it looks like it goes from, uh, it's chapter 254 from page 10, the entirety of 255, then up to page 4 of 256, and then it skips to 262 and does 15 through 19?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's some chances. I think the, I think it's the, it's the uh, rookie stuff that gets, like, moved around a bit. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: It's just very very silly.
1: Yeah. That's
0: it for this episode. Well, I I enjoyed this one too from what little my brain caught. Uh, it turns out I caught most of it. I just uh didn't think I had.
1: Yeah, it's just it's um, just that yeah, what's there is fun, but also there's almost nothing there. It as evidenced by the fact that the manga skips like well, the manga doesn't have most of it and the the bits that get added aren't really crucial it's just cool to watch it
0: yeah like i i'm glad i got to see Zael being like a little freak um i'm also glad i got to see Dundachaka going nuts uh, i i enjoyed seeing uriyu do some shit uh but like yeah overall it, it, it's like an episode that on paper sounds like it would probably have like a lot going on but it doesn't really <laughs> um and that's not a bad thing like i enjoyed the episode it's just like hmm there really wasn't as much going on as i thought there
1: was the perfect way to start a season if you ignore the idea that most seasons starts would like require you to know what's happening
0: yeah like i'm pretty sure this episode spent like five minutes being like hey here's what happened last episode and like the three episodes before that in case you forgot and, like, that's just long-form anime, but, you know, it's still very funny.
1: Yeah, the, the like, division of which episodes go in which season is really funny to me. But I get it. Oh, It's, yeah. you know, it's infinite anime.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering when our when our ending changes, because I, I like the ending we're on. Oh, we are apparently changing it two weeks from now. Okay. Oh, that's an answer. I, I like the ending we're on, but, you know. What was that? Asked and answered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting it to be that soon. Because I know the opening changes when we um, get to the next season, like the filler season. Uh, and then, on the filler season, uh, the show is changing to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. So, that's something to
1: look forward to, I think. Damn, I can't believe we're get to watch Bleach in HD. HD quote end quote <laughs> God.
0: That has done it for our show though. I, I I enjoyed these episodes. Uh you can find the show on Twitter at Bleachcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore
1: pause. And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ.
0: I hope you all have a great week, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay cool, Chads. Leave your chocolate sweetness here. I'm not even gonna dignify that one with a response.